Welcome to the first podcast of 2023. And Happy New Year. Today is January 20th, and I am back. I hope you had a lovely holiday season for those of you who celebrated. I had the opportunity to be back in my native Finland, and this time also traveled all the way up north of the Arctic Circle to spend a few days resting, relaxing, and also skiing and exercising under the polar night, uh, the eternal night when the sun doesn't come above the horizon, just merely kisses it. And it was a magic, there was a magical few days and uh, spent um, spent skiing, walking, hanging out, spending time with family and my dear friends uh, in uh, in a country, in the nature covered by snow and uh, and um, sky full of stars. So yeah, it was pretty magical. And I've had a struggled, I've had a little bit of a struggle to come back to New Jersey, the USA and work. Which brings me to today's topic. Uh, I know it's the beginning of the year and many of us are thinking about New Year's, New Year's resolutions, plans and goals for the year and how we're going to be better than how we were the year before and what we want to change. And so today's podcast is, yeah, touches upon that also. Uh, but I'm not necessarily going to talk about goal setting. I'm going to talk about quitting which might seem counterintuitive, but the topic of quitting or when to quit came up uh, from two directions uh, the last month. So on the last day in, in my home, my, my childhood home in my hometown in Karlebe in Finland, on that last day when we were celebrating my mother's 82nd birthday and we were sitting there on the, on the sofa around the, the table in the, in the living room eating cake and having coffee with my mother and the family, my mother shared something she had heard on the radio a few days before, earlier perhaps. She talked about how she had heard, I think it was perhaps a pastor, talk about... Um, knowing what flame to nourish, what flame to let burn, and which one to let die or extinguish. And it was an interesting interesting story she shared that she had heard on the radio, and I'm just going to briefly summarize it. Basically, what my mother shared with me was that she learned from them from the meditation, if I say so, on the radio that um, from the story was that a couple, it was about a couple, I think it was advice to uh, perhaps a newly married couple. And it was about uh, them trying to keep this eternal candle alive. And it took a lot of work and energy and commitment. And it and to keep that eternal flame alive, which was symbolized by a candle. And it became such an obsession and a struggle and uh, requiring so much work that it became a problem 
for the couple. It became a problem, an obstacle for them to be, to have a healthy and happy relationship. Uh, and obviously the, this image, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an image of something else and we can replace it with something else in our lives. But it's a, it touched me, the story that my mother shared with me. And also my mother is 82, and she said that she really took the story to heart and it made, made her think about what are, the, what are the flames, the candles that she is nourishing and that she's trying to keep alive, uh, but that are actually taking more that they're giving because that's what the story was about. It was about knowing what candles, what flames in our lives to nurture and to keep alive and which ones to let go, to let die or to extinguish. And of course, it's about thinking about what we spend our life here on earth, what, how we spend our time here on earth, how we spend it. And is it meaningful and is it purposeful? And are the candles that we allow to burn or that we protect and nurture so that they will keep on burning? Are they good for us or not? To think about that, to ask, ask ourselves that question. So that's what my mother sent us off with, uh, basically telling us. So think about what are the candles that you are nurturing or that you're allowing to burn that perhaps are not good for you and that you need to let die or that you need to blow out, extinguish. And that was something that she had committed to do in this year, to, 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 uh, to look over her candles and choose which one she need she should she should nurture and protect and which one she she should let go of or let die so that was the advice that my 82 year old mother left me with a few weeks ago and i thought it was really powerful and it really made me think about my life and the new year of course coming and where i'm spending my energy my attention my passion uh, and what i'm doing with my life and perhaps there are things or even people in my life that i need to let go of or projects that i should that i should quit um, habits that i should quit perhaps to create new room for something new. And, and the funny thing is, when I then returned to New Jersey, uh, a week later, approximately, uh, I, uh, the new, the late, I, I opened the latest uh, book box that I, that I received by mail. I am, I'm a member of a book club. And when I opened the box, the first book that I see is called, is called Quit, The Power of Knowing When to Walk Away by Annie Duke. And uh, of course, it hit me. Well, uh, what hit me was like, whoa, that is very much that topic. That book is very much related to what my mother sent me off with the words of wisdom that my mother sent with me when I left Finland about knowing what candles to nurture and what flames. But to nurture 
so so I began uh, reading or skimming through this book, and I'm really liking it. And and what really speaks to me is uh, you know how she builds the argument for uh, for reasons why we sometimes hold on to things, projects, jobs, habits, relationships in our lives that we actually should quit. And we quit too late often uh, because one thing is because we are raised of, we are raised often uh, to not be quitters. To being a quitter is a negative thing. It's definitely nothing to be proud of. And, you know, to being called a quitter is obviously not a compliment, quite the opposite. So, so she, in the book, uh, the author, really, Annie Duke, really, really makes a strong case for how we tend to hold on to things for too long and how difficult it is for us to make the right decision or to make the decision to quit uh, sooner than later. And that most of us tend to actually make decisions about quitting things or places or people way later than maybe what would have been good for us would have been the optimal time and why is this and in the book she really she she describes for example cog- cognitive biases that we have that keep us uh, in these you know say in a way losing situations if we want to use that word and that often often when we think about quitting some things we're all it Initially, often feels that it's too early, it's too soon. But then when we look in hindsight, we were actually quitted something very late. And she begins the book by describing um, the boxer, Muhammad Ali, and his career and how he, uh, um, how he, despite signs, uh, both uh, from his body, from his mind, about his health, and from doctors and others and friends who were telling him and advising him that it was time to quit. He would not quit boxing until he had really lost his health. And she uses it as an example of, of kind of not quitting, you know, not knowing, not listening to knowing when to quit on time. And it's, <clears throat> she also has other examples from the business in the book. So I just want to say that, but uh, but it's a very powerful and one of the things that I thought was so is um, uh, that was interesting in the book was also that she, when when she talked about the cognitive biases that we have uh, uh, that gave us a bias against quitting is very long and there's. There's everything from the status quo bias, overconfidence, overoptimism. And she talks about the endowment effect, basically overvaluing what we have. This is including our own ideas and actions, which I thought was very interesting. And and also overall... um, thinking about being very concerned with both how we see ourselves and how others will see us if we quit. Anyway, without going too much into what what she says in the book, but uh, I wanted to share that with you today and think and ask you, what is it that you need to quit? 
what have you perhaps been been thinking about that you feel that it would be time to leave behind? Uh, perhaps it's a habit. It could be. But it could also be a job. Maybe you're not fulfilled in your current job. Maybe it's time to quit the job. Or perhaps you're working on different projects. For example, as a consultant and coach, I do a lot of project-based based, based, uh, based work. And what I did, actually, before Christmas, before I went home, I did think about... I took a quick overview of the project I was involved in. And I did, actually, I did assess which ones are taking more energy than I feel that they're giving. And 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 we're thinking about also how much time and energy and what, what the return on my investment is on, on multiple levels. And I decided to cut a couple of projects exactly for the reason to create room for something new. And that's also what Anna Duke talks about in her book, Quip. That we need to quit things, leave things behind, cut things out of our lives so as to create room for something new, for something better, perhaps, for a new idea. And yes, sometimes it's difficult to do so. And we, we want to hold on to a business idea. And she also talks about entrepreneurs, for example, and innovators and, uh, you know, how difficult it can be to know when to when when to give up on a project, on a business idea you have but exactly for the reason to create new a room for something new that can be even more successful than the initial idea you have. And I um, and she also quotes some research about you know how we feel about making decisions. And among other things, it said that uh, if you feel like the choice between persevering and walking away is a close call, it's likely that quitting is the better choice. And this is based on some research that she quotes in the book, which I also thought was very interesting. So sometimes I, we, I think we are afraid to listen uh, to, listen to our uh, intuition, to our gut, to our heart, and what it's telling us or what we need to do. So not that I'm telling you here to go and break up with your with your partner or your spouse, but or or to leave a leave a leave a, a recklessly leave a job, but perhaps to take time and to take some inventory of 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 the different aspects of your life and 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 check in with yourself. Are there things, are there projects, the people? the situations in your life that perhaps you should quit. Or, as my mother shared with me, look at the candles that you that are burning in your window and that you are protecting and ensuring that the flame is alive and strong and bright. Perhaps it's time to, to let one of them die or to extinguish, to blow out one of the candles and to focus more energy on something else. Um, that's what I'm thinking about these days at the beginning of the year. And um, how, how to quit and how to make these decisions. One idea is to uh, just 
is to do some journaling, some writing, or if you like to do other kind of creative endeavors, vision board, drawing, painting, there's a lot of different things, or just go for a walk, meditative walk, uh, talk to friends and discuss with people who know you and whom, whom you trust. You can also work with a coach. A coach can help you with this, and that's also what Anne Duke talks about in her book. So, uh, so wishing you a inspiring January. It can feel a little difficult and uninspiring in January also. It's winter and it's cold. The days are short, at least where I am. But uh, just like just like the light, the short um, dawn, if we say, that I saw up in Lapland above the Arctic Circle where the sun didn't come up, we had a little bit of daybreak, if we say so. We could see a little bit of light uh, on, on the sky. And that promise that there will be, you know, there will be sun. The light will come back. And it has already come back. The sun has crossed the horizon up there. The same way, uh, I think we can find, uh, we, we know the spring is coming and, and inspiration. But nurture the flames that matter and take good care and I'll talk to you later. My name is Katerina Holmdedio and I'm your leadership coach.